Welcome back to another edition of the Paycast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside San Francisco Giants fourth-round draft pick, RJ Dabovich. RJ, how are you today? Good, man. How are you? Good. I'm doing great, thanks. You know, lots of people have been uh, turning towards Netflix uh, to deal with the coronavirus and quarantine, uh, watching shows such as Tiger King and Ozark. Uh, what have you been doing during quarantine? I mean, yeah, a bunch of Netflix, honestly. Um, you know, binge-watching Dexter and Criminal Minds right now. Pretty interesting. Um, other than that, me and my roommates go to the gym uh, as often as we can. Uh, try to get in like three, four days a week. Uh, it's pretty relaxed down here in Arizona with um, everything going on. So we've been able to get in, you know, quite a bit for the past couple of months. You know, really get stronger, really get better, and ready to go for whenever the season comes back. Have you watched NASCAR or Bundesliga since it has returned? I have not. Yeah, we don't really have uh, cable down here. <laughs> Uh, college students can't really afford it. Um, so, yeah, we just, we just go with Netflix, and uh, that's about it. Now, you did grow up in Colorado. Did you end up cheering for the Rockies as a kid? You know, um, I was more a fan of, like, all of baseball, uh, specifically more, like, uh, players. You know, I love watching, like, Max Scherzer, just, young Justin Verlander, Grant Kershaw. Um, never really, like, cheered for one team specifically, but more just baseball as a whole. Well, I can tell you here, breaking news, Garrett Cole is reportedly facing Max Scherzer on opening day for July 23rd at Nationals Park. Not a, not, not a bad lineup. No, not a bad slate for MLB to open up their season. That is going to be a matchup that I cannot wait to see. <laughs> Definitely me too, yeah. Definitely going to be tuning in. Did you ever go to Coors Field to see a Rockies game? I know you said that you cheered for all the MLB. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we went up there, you know, a couple times a summer usually um a little bit more and more recently especially in the past couple summers um but anytime I can get to a game it's a great time and the course is a great venue and uh, a really fun place to be now a lot of people say that uh, I guess batters kind of get cheated out of their stats because course field has the high altitude do you definitely. ever believe that I mean yeah it's definitely a difference and you could tell it um I think um people exaggerated a lot but there's definitely a difference between the way the ball flies in, like, Colorado versus, like, a California or, a, you know, even a Florida team. Um, it does carry, you know, a decent amount farther. It's not crazy, but um, you still got to be a good hitter. But, I mean, it definitely has a, has a role in it. Who influenced you to start baseball? Um, it was also my friends. You know, I started um, when I was younger just to hang out with them, honestly. I didn't really even like baseball. Uh, kind of funny, but, yeah. Um, just started playing with them to hang out with them more during the summer. Uh, and eventually I started, you know, falling in love with the game. Uh, then I realized I was pretty good at it and it's developed from there. Was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after? I mean, again, it was more of like a, a group of players like, you know, playing Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, just those big confident guys who, you know, want the ball every five days and are going to attack you with their best stuff. And want well, to be able to watch them uh, and see how they kind of do their stuff really just kind of pushed me into my own element. Would you be able to speak upon your road to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been a long – it's been crazy. It's been ups and downs for sure. Um, I mean, I wasn't – I was okay in high school. I wasn't, like, anywhere close to where I am right now. Uh, and it kind of forced me to go to junior college route. Um, and that was honestly the best decision I ever made, uh, going to central Arizona down south in the desert. Um, it made me really focus and really realize what I really wanted uh, and how much I really cared about the game of baseball. Um, and that kind of like pushed me and made me want to push myself even harder to get where I am right now. Um, and, you know, through the ups and downs, through injuries and stuff like that, uh, having that circle of people around me definitely helped me too. What did you study at Arizona State? Uh, I'm in interdisciplinary studies with a uh, minor, with, with emphasis in business and business communications. 
Um, it's just like, it's like two majors. You kind of break them down so you learn more. Uh, I feel like that is just going to be a good background for me if baseball didn't work out. What are the struggles that you dealt with being a student athlete and how did you overcome those struggles? I mean, it's definitely hard. I mean, time management's a big one. Um, you kind of got to prioritize, you know, school and baseball. Um, and that takes up so much of your time, but you also have to be able to have a social life and be able to release and have a, you know, have an outlet where you can you just kind of calm down and step away from everything. So, you know, having such a big workload, you know, practice, school, classes, homework, and then still trying to find time for yourself to work on yourself and to, to, to do what you like to do. Definitely um, took a little bit to figure out, but um, over the past couple of years, I've definitely gotten good at it. During the season, various scouts were in the building, of course. Did, before the game, did you ever know that there were scouts in the building? I mean, you kind of have to, just especially because, um, you know, Torkelson's there. Um, so you see a large amount of people come to watch him take BP, uh, especially along with Alika Williams and Gage Workman, Hover, all those draft picks. Um, and it's kind of hard not to notice him because you just see 50, 50, 60 people just sitting there watching BP and no one else is in the parks. You're like, oh, wow, there's a pretty good turnout today. Did that ever bring any nerves to you? No, not really. Um, I mean, for me, at the end of the day, like, I don't really notice the crowd at all, uh, whether it be, you know, a uh, good crowd at me, like 6,000, or if it was at another stadium, I mean, like, wherever, and it's 100 people. Um, at the end of the day, it's just me versus the batter, um, and I kind of tend not to let the outside noise get to me. Like you said, you just, you just said that you don't really factor in the crowd. With the MLB and most sports moving towards crowdless games, do you think that would affect you at all or no? I, mean, I definitely think a little bit just because, um, you know, if I don't notice and they're still there and you still hear the noise sometimes and, like, you still, like, kind of feel the emotion of the crowd. If they get behind you, you really get amped. Um, so, I mean, a crowdless game with no fans and no anything is going to be definitely interesting to get used to, um, especially when you're used to a little bit at least. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how players and, and myself included react. Was there a game in particular during the season that you thought you did really well in? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at Fullerton, um, I was coming off, you know, about a week off um, just because we didn't need me in any of the in Nebraska series. And um, I was in the bullpen at Fullerton. We had a pretty big lead. I didn't think I was going in. Um, and J.K. called down. Uh, J.K. is our pitching coach over here at Arizona State. And he asked me if I wanted to get a little bit of work in. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I've been coming about a week and a half. I just get a little worried, get to fill off the mound, and, you know, get ready to keep going in season. Um, and I go in a uh, little bit cold still, and I'm warming up on the mound, the game mound, and uh, I let one go, and it's like 96. I'm like, wow, okay, warm-ups, 96. Maybe maybe we'll get after a little bit. Um, and in the game, like the first four pitches were 96 and 97 and 98, and then I hit 99. Um, that was the first time ever I hit, you know, uh, the upper 90s. And, you know, it was a really cool experience for me and definitely one of my better games I've thrown in. Did you ever reconnect with your teammates at Arizona State after the draft? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm in contact with Torg and Gage and Alika all the time, um, just seeing what they're doing, how they're doing, you know, their process they're going through. And um, other players, too. I mean, that's the thing about baseball. It's a brotherhood. And once you develop bonds with people, especially playing in the Cape last year, like I still have a bunch of friends from there. And seeing them get drafted is really cool, too, and just kind of be able to come up with them and, you know, push each other. And um, it's a really cool experience. What were the initial moments uh, for you when you heard your name get called? I mean, it was surreal. Uh, I was so excited. I got to spend it with my family. Uh, my grandparents were there, mom, dad, sister. Um, and being, having them around me to enjoy that moment with me was really cool and something I'll probably never forget. With it being a five-round draft, what were your expectations going in? I mean, we had, we had some uh, feels I was going to go somewhere. Um, it was a big variance for me from round two to round five. 
Um, and as it got closer to four, I was getting a little nervous, honestly, um, just because how weird the draft was this year and, you know, everything that was going on. Um, the thought did cross my mind that, hey, I might be going back to school right now. Um, and then when I got the call from the Giants, there's a huge sense of relief and uh, but definitely a nerve-wracking experience and something I'm glad I don't have to do again. You will be pitching on a team with Johnny Cueto, who is a World Series champion with Kansas, Jeff Smardijo, who's a All-Star in 2014, and Drew Smiley, who's a gold medalist in 2017, to name a few. Uh, what does that mean for you to be learning from them? I mean, it's so cool. I mean, anytime you can bounce ideas off of big leaguers, minor leaguers, anyone, honestly, um, it helps you build yourself, build yourself as a pitcher, as a person, you know, your mentality. And it's just really, you know, cool to talk. I'm going to be able to talk to, you know, people who have been in the big leagues who are places that I want to be and gain knowledge from them. What do you hope to bring to the San Francisco Giants? I mean, someone who's going to compete, uh, help them win a World Series. I mean, they won those three in those back, not back to back to back, but those off years. Um, and to bring one back to the city of San Francisco would be really cool and something I'm looking forward to. In the last few season, uh, seasons, San Francisco has been rebuilding. How do you make sure they get on the right track to get more success? I mean, the biggest thing is just trust in the process, um, that you are going to have ups and downs of baseball. This is going to be rebuild years. Um, and just having that farm system underneath, you know, the, the major league team that to build up and be a pipeline of players is going to be a really big thing. I know they have some really good picks, especially from Arizona State last year, Hunter Bishop, Cordero Aldrete, just, you know, a couple of big names coming in. And as they develop and as they're ready to play in the big leagues, like you're going to see um, how much that affects the team. You are a closer from the look of your stats. What's the biggest challenge and how do you go about succeeding? I mean, just having that mentality that, you're gonna, that you might possibly throw every single day um, and just re realizing that and always, you know, trying to be on your A game. Um, sometimes you're not going to have it, but always giving 100% what you have every single day is what's most important. In nine games this season, you had a .77 ERA with 17 strikeouts in 11 and two-thirds innings pitch. Those are just disgusting stats. What contributes that. to your success? I mean, the biggest thing is um, I have a big fastball, uh, a lot of vertical movement on it, um, which helps me, you know, play off my other pitches, my, my curveball, which is, you know, the, the spread between the two pitches is really big, uh, which makes hitters hard for it to cover. Um, and it's, again, the mentality of, hey, I'm going to beat you. I'm better than you. Let's, let's, let's do this and improve it. And having that just in your corner, just having that mentality is really going to push you to be better. What about your game do you think could be improved on, and how do you go about improving? I mean, the biggest thing is command and consistency for me, um, trying to get my A game 100% of the time, or as at least close as I can. And that just comes with repetition, understanding who I am, understanding how I throw and how my pitches move, um, and just drilling it in and working it until I can get to that point where it's every single day, and they know, you know exactly what you're going to get from me. As it sits right now, the MLB and MLBPA haven't had any conclusive agreement to uh, have a universal DH. Going with that, if you were to bat, what would be your walk-up song? Walk-up song, that's a tough one. My um, walk-out song this year was Closing Time by Size Sas Solomon. It was pretty funny. Um, but I'd probably go with something by, by Post Malone or Congratulations. Uh, I thought it's a good song. It's people going. Um, just enough, you know, a little heartbeat, it'd be a good time. And, you know, what are your go-to pitches to start off in that bat? Um, so I, most of the time I'm going to start with a fastball. Uh, yeah, it's my best pitch. Uh, most things misses on it. Um, curveball is going to be a big in there too. Uh, I tend to play with those two pitches more than anyone else. Um, so depending on how the hitter swings, how the hitter reacts is how I kind of judge the at bat. But it's going to be a heavy dose of fastball curveball. What batter are you most excited to face throughout your whole career? If you could pick one, 
player on any MLB team. I mean, it's definitely going to be Mike Trout, um, you know, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, just to see where I stack up against kind of people like him. I'm really excited for and hope I get the opportunity to and, um, you know, hope I get him out. Well, last question here. Do you have any advice for aspiring baseball players that could look up to you? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, the biggest thing is always keep working. Like, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be times where you think that, you know, you're not there and you're not good enough. That's when you really got to push through and keep working because um, at the end of the day, like, anything you dream can happen. And anytime you have that dream, you just got to work for it until you achieve it. Um, and eventually, if you put your head down, work, grind it out, only good things are going to happen. All right. Well, I'd like to thank San Francisco Giants fourth-round draft pick, RJ Dabovich, for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, RJ. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me. We went up there, you know, a couple times a summer usually. Um, a little bit more and more recently, especially in the past couple summers. Um, but anytime I can get to a game, it's a great time. And the Coors Field is a great venue and a really fun place to be. Now, a lot of people say that, uh, I guess, batters kind of get cheated out of their stats because Coors Field has the high altitude. Do you definitely. ever believe that? I mean, yeah, it's definitely a difference. And you could tell it. Um, I think um, people exaggerated a lot. But there's definitely a difference between the way the ball flies in, like, Colorado versus, like, a California or, a, you know, even a Florida team. Um, it does carry, you know, a decent amount farther. It's not crazy, but um, you still got to be a good hitter. But, I mean, it definitely has a, has a role in it. Who influenced you to start baseball? Um, it was also my friends. You know, I started um, when I was younger just to hang out with them, honestly. I didn't really even like baseball. Uh, kind of funny, but, yeah. Um, just started playing with them to hang out with them more during the summer. Uh, and eventually I started, you know, falling in love with the game. Uh, then I realized I was pretty good at it and it's developed from there. Was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after? I mean, again, it was more of like a, a group of players like, you know, playing Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, just those big confident guys who, you know, want the ball every five days and are going to attack you with their best stuff. And while being able to watch them uh, and see how they kind of do their stuff really just kind of pushed me into my own element. Would you be able to speak upon your road to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been a long – it's been crazy. It's been ups and downs for sure. Um, I mean, I wasn't – I was okay in high school. I wasn't, like, anywhere close to where I am right now. Uh, and it kind of forced me to go to junior college route. Um, and that was honestly the best decision I ever made, uh, going to central Arizona down south in the desert. Um, it made me really focus and really realize what I really wanted uh, and how much I really cared about the game of baseball. Um, and that kind of like pushed me and made me want to push myself even harder to get where I am right now. Um, and, you know, through the ups and downs, through injuries and stuff like that, uh, having that circle of people around me definitely helped me too. What did you study at Arizona State? Uh, I'm in interdisciplinary studies with a uh, minor with, with emphasis in business and business communications. Um, it's just like, it's like two majors. You kind of break them down so you learn more. Uh, I feel like that is just going to be a good background for me if baseball didn't work out. What are the struggles that you dealt with being a student athlete, and how did you overcome those struggles? I mean, it's definitely hard. I mean, time management's a big one. Um, you kind of got to prioritize, you know, school and baseball, um, and that takes up so much of your time, but you also have to be able to have a social life and be able to release and have a, you know, have an outlet where you can you just kind of calm down and step away from everything. So, you know, having such a big workload, you know, practice, school, classes, homework, and then still trying to find time for yourself to work on yourself and to, to, to do what you like to do. Definitely um, took a little bit to figure out, but um, over the past couple of years, I've definitely gotten good at it. During the season, various scouts were in the building, of course. Did, before the game, did you ever know that there were scouts in the building? 
I mean, you kind of have to, just especially because, um, you know, Torkelson's there. Um, so you see a large amount of people come to watch him take BP, uh, especially along with Alika Williams and Gage Workman, Hover, all those draft picks. Um, and it's kind of hard not to notice him because you just see 50, 50, 60 people just sitting there watching BP and no one else is in the parks. So you're like, oh, wow, there's a pretty good turnout today. Did that ever bring any nerves to you? No, not really. Um, I mean, for me, at the end of the day, like, I don't really notice the crowd at all, uh, whether it be, you know, a uh, good crowd at me, like 6,000, or if it was at another stadium, I mean, like, wherever, and it's 100 people. Um, at the end of the day, it's just me versus the batter, um, and I kind of tend not to let the outside noise get to me. Like you said, you just you just said that you don't really factor in the crowd. With the MLB and most sports moving towards crowdless games, do you think that would affect you at all or no? I, mean, I definitely think a little bit just because, um, you know, if I don't notice and they're still there and you still hear the noise sometimes and, like, you still, like, kind of feel the emotion of the crowd. If they get behind you, you really get amped. Um, so, I mean, a crowdless game with no fans and no anything is going to be definitely interesting to get used to, um, especially when you're used to a little bit at least. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how players and, and myself included react. Was there a game in particular during the season that you thought you did really well in? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at Fullerton, um, I was coming off, you know, about a week off um, just because we didn't need me in any of the in Nebraska series. And um, I was in the bullpen at Fullerton. We had a pretty big lead. I didn't think I was going in. Um, and J.K. called down. Uh, J.K. is our pitching coach over here at Arizona State. And he asked me if I wanted to get a little bit of work in. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I've been throwing about a week and a half. I just get a little worried, get to fill off the mound, and, you know, get ready to keep going in season. Um, and I go in a uh, little bit cold still, and I'm warming up on the mound, the game mound, and uh, I let one go, and it's like 96. I'm like, wow, okay, warm-ups, 96. Maybe maybe we get after a little bit. Um, and in the game, like the first four pitches were 96 and 97 and 98, and then I hit 99. Um, that was the first time ever I hit, you know, uh, the upper 90s. And, you know, it was a really cool experience for me and definitely one of my better games I've thrown in. Did you ever reconnect with your teammates at Arizona State after the draft? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm in contact with Torg and Gage and Alika all the time, um, just seeing what they're doing, how they're doing, you know, their process they're going through. And um, other players, too. I mean, that's the thing about baseball. It's a brotherhood. And once you develop bonds with people, especially playing in the Cape last year, like I still have a bunch of friends from there. And seeing them get drafted is really cool, too, and just kind of be able to come up with them and, you know, push each other. And uh, it's a really cool experience. What were the initial moments uh, for you when you heard your name get called? I mean, it was surreal. Uh, I was so excited. I got to spend it with my family. Uh, my grandparents were there, mom, dad, sister. Um, and then having them around me to enjoy that moment with me was really cool and something I'll probably never forget. With it being a five-round draft, what were your expectations going in? I mean, we had, we had some uh, feels that I was going to go somewhere. Um, it was a big variance for me from round two to round five. Um, and as it got closer to four, I was getting a little nervous, honestly, um, just because how weird the draft was this year and, you know, everything that was going on, um, the thought did cross my mind that, hey, I might be going back to school right now. Um, and then when I got the call from the Giants, there's a huge sense of relief and uh, but definitely a nerve-wracking experience and something I'm glad I don't have to do again. You will be pitching on a team with Johnny Cueto, who is a World Series champion with Kansas. Jeff Smardizio, who's an all-star in 2014, and Drew Smiley, who's a gold medalist in 2017, to name a few. Uh, what does that mean for you to be learning from them? I mean, it's so cool. I mean, anytime you can bounce ideas off of big leaguers, minor leaguers, anyone, honestly, um, it helps you build yourself, build yourself as a pitcher, as a person, you know, your mentality. And it's just really, you know, cool to talk. I'm going to be able to talk to, you know, people who have been in the big leagues who are places that I want to be 
and gain knowledge from them. What do you hope to bring to the San Francisco Giants? I mean, someone who's going to compete, uh, help them win a World Series. I mean, they won those three in those back, not back to back to back, but those off years. Um, and to bring one back to the city of San Francisco would be really cool and something I'm looking forward to. In the last few season, uh, seasons, San Francisco has been rebuilding. How do you make sure they get on the right track to get more success? I think mean, the biggest thing is just trust in the process, um, that you are going to have ups and downs of baseball. This is going to be rebuild years. Um, and just having that farm system underneath, you know, the, the major league team that to build up and be a pipeline of players is going to be a really big thing. I know they have some really good picks, especially from Arizona State last year, Hunter Bishop, Carter Aldredi, just, you know, a couple of big names coming in. And as they develop and as they're ready to play in the big leagues, like you're going to see um, how much that affects the team. You are a closer from the look of your stats. What's the biggest challenge and how do you go about succeeding? I mean, just having that mentality that, you're gonna, that you might possibly throw every single day um, and just re realizing that and always, you know, trying to be on your A game. Um, sometimes you're not going to have it, but always giving 100% what you have every single day is what's most important. In nine games this season, you had a .77 ERA with 17 strikeouts in 11 and two-thirds innings pitch. Those are just disgusting stats. We what contributes that. to your success? I mean, the biggest thing is um, I have a big fastball, uh, a lot of vertical movement on it, um, which helps me, you know, play off my other pitches, my, my curveball, which is, you know, the, the spread between the two pitches is really big, uh, which makes hitters hard for it to cover. Um, and it's, again, the mentality of, hey, I'm going to beat you. I'm better than you. Let's, let's, let's do this and improve it. And having that just in your corner, it is, having that mentality is really going to push you to be better. What about your game do you think could be improved on, and how do you go about improving? I mean, the biggest thing is command and consistency for me, um, trying to get my A game 100% of the time, or as at least close as I can. And I just come with repetition, understanding who I am, understanding how I throw and how my pitches move. Um, and just drilling it in and working it until I can get to that point where it's every single day and they know you know exactly what you're going to get from me. As it sits right now, the MOB and MOBPA haven't had any conclusive agreement to uh, have a universal DH. Going with that, if you were to bat, what would be your walk-up song? Walk-up song, that's a tough one. Um, my walk-out song this year was Closing Time by Sizemus Solomon. It was pretty funny. Um, but I'd probably go with something by... Uh, Post Malone, or congratulations. Uh, I thought it's good songs. People going um, just enough, you know, a little hard beat. It'd be a good time. And, you know, what are your go-to pitches to start off in that bat? Um, so I, most of the time I'm going to start with a fastball. Uh, again, it's my best pitch. Uh, most things misses on it. Um, Curveball is going to be big in there too. Uh, I tend to play with those two pitches more than anyone else. Um, so depending on how the hitter swings, how the hitter reacts is how I kind of judge the at bat. But it's going to be a heavy dose of fastball, curveball. What batter are you most excited to face throughout your whole career? If you could pick one player on any MLB team. I mean, it's going to be Mike Trout, um, you know, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, just to see where I stack up against kind of people like him. I'm really excited for and hope I get the opportunity to and, uh, you know, hope I get him out. Well, last question here. Do you have any advice for aspiring baseball players that could look up to you? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, the biggest thing is always keep working. Like, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be times where you think that, you know, you're not there and you're not good enough. That's when you really got to push through and keep working. Um, Cause at the end of the day, like anything you dream can happen. And anytime you have that dream, you just got to work for it until you achieve it. Um, and eventually if you put your head down, work, grind it out, only good things are going to happen. All right. Well, I'd like to thank San Francisco Giants fourth round draft pick, RJ Dabovich for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, RJ. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me.